Do you think I can get pregnant? This is a question I get asked a lot. Now you could be someone very young and has a history of infertility in your family or seen your family members or friends struggle to get pregnant. You could be the one who was put on a birth control pill at a very young age because of the menstrual problem and you have been using the birth control pill for a long time and started wondering about this. Can I take get pregnant? I have been on the pill so long. Has it done any damage? You could be someone getting older and have started thinking about pregnancy. Maybe you don't have that significant other in your life and you're worried about this time which is ticking away. Or you could be someone who have been trying for pregnancy for a long time and have not been successful so far. So it could be any one of these people who have come to my office and asked me this question. Do you think I can get pregnant? You know, fertility is a very sensitive issue for most of the women. The stigma associated with infertility makes it very hard for a woman to even start talking about it. Many struggle in silence and many accept it as their destiny, saying, well, it wasn't meant for me. But you know, in today's day and age, we have so many advances in the fertility management and there are so many avenues open to overcome this. So let's start by talking about fertility and how we can predict your chances of getting pregnant. Hi, my name is Dr. Mona Hardis and I am an OBGYN. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Paging Your Gyno is my space where I talk about women's health issues, including physical, mental, and psychological issues. My goal is to educate you about your health problem and empower you with the knowledge so you can take care of yourself better. In today's podcast, I want to give you some information on a blood test called AMH, which we order to check your ovarian reserve. This helps us understand how many eggs you have and what is your ovarian reserve. Now, before I talk about ovarian reserve, let me refresh your mind about ovaries. Now, ovaries are the two almond-shaped structures on either side of your uterus. You are born with a finite number of eggs in these ovaries. That number is in millions, but everyone has a different number they are born with. So what happens? Every month we lose a bunch of these eggs. So every month, few of these eggs start growing and as they grow there's a little bit of a fluid collection around these eggs and we call them follicles right so in these follicles which are the fluid filled um, 
fluid filled sac i would call it the egg is present now out of number of eggs which start growing forming follicles only one becomes dominant and at the time of ovulation the egg is released from this dominant follicle so what happens to the rest of the follicles or the eggs which were growing they basically disintegrate so remember even if you ovulate only with one egg every month you lose a bunch of eggs because a number of them they start growing hoping to be the dominant one but only one is is the one which becomes dominant and is released so every month you are losing this eggs so how does this process happens well your brain is a very smart organ right so what the brain does there is a gland in your brain called a pituitary gland and this gland sends signals to your ovary via hormone called FSH or follicle stimulating hormone right the follicles get stimulated with this hormone which is an FSH so this hormone <coughs> coming from your brain goes to your ovaries and it says hey eggs wake up wake up wake up bunch of those eggs wake up they start growing as they start growing they start making a hormone called estrogen as and i said before only one of this um one of this egg become dominant and it releases and then another hormone called progesterone comes out but because this fsh is stimulating the number of follicles if you have lots of eggs in there a lot of eggs are going to um get stimulated now these eggs are surrounded by some cells which we call them granulosa cells and these granulosa cells are the cells which release the hormones amh so what does this mean it means if you have lots of eggs your level of amh hormone is going to be high and if you have less number of eggs then the level of the hormone amh is going to be low because the less number are releasing less amount of a hormone right so that's why we ordered this blood blood test called amh the amh level correlate with number of eggs you have most of the time and that gives us an idea about what is your ovarian reserve now <clears throat> something i want to tell you though everybody has a different number of eggs so every month there every month the different amount number of eggs are going to start growing so every month is it not a finite number it is not like 10 follicles every month or five it could be five follicles one month and there could be 15 follicles another month so what does that mean the level of amh fluctuates it's not a standard so just because one month you had a low level of amh does not mean you have no eggs left it just could mean two things it could mean that maybe you were born with a less number of follicles so every month your body is producing less amount of amh and the second thing it could mean is that maybe this was just a crappy cycle maybe this month the eggs didn't just want to do anything and not many eggs started growing 
so do not go by just one hormone level that is not gonna give you a good idea it's just gonna give you some idea okay so you may need um serial number of uh, this hormone test done before we can tell you that you have low level of ovarian reserve and also there is another test we do along with this blood work called um, an ultrasound what does that ultrasound does the ultrasound actually measures or counts the number of follicles in the ovary this is called antral follicle count so when you combine the ultrasound with the amh levels that's when we get a better idea so just one blood work it's not gonna be a sufficient diagnosis because i know there are like a male order blood tests for fertility predictions out there and a lot of women go to their primary doctor and ask for this test but and then they get all confused and worried about the test results because that just one level does not give the whole story okay so remember that before you go and start asking for this blood test another thing i want to tell you and i want you to remember is this blood level amh is only a level only gives us an idea about the ovarian reserve or a number of follicle it does not tell us anything anything about the quality of the egg so low low number does not mean a poor egg quality okay egg quality is a totally different issue and this blood test is not gonna tell us anything about it so just because you have a low number does not mean it's a poor quality egg i really really want you guys to remember that it's very important so um let's talk about why did you have this amh level drawn in the first place it's okay to get blood drawn but it's not okay to get a blood test done and not have any goals or any plans for the future nobody gets the blood work done just for fun there has to be a reason why it is done and um, a plan if the test is not normal what is our next step so let's talk about some different scenarios which can happen when with this blood test is done say you are getting older and you wanted to know your options for the future say hey maybe you do not have a significant other in your life and you are thinking about egg egg uh, um, freezing or we call cryopreservation well then getting the amh level drawn makes sense because if the levels are normal and you have a good number of follicles uh, present on the ovary per ultrasound then you know you have some time to make that decision but if the levels are low or the follicle count is low then you need to get serious about it you need to see a fertility specialist and start the process of um egg freezing because once you um have your eggs frozen um you have lots of options in what way like egg freezing technique is really good and you can keep those eggs for a really long time that way you can wait 
for Mr. Right to, to show up and then get pregnant using those eggs. Or you can just use a sperm bank and get pregnant anytime you want. There's no, you know, there's no rush. Or say, hey, you decide later in future that um, you don't want to be a single mom or you guys are a couple and have decided that no, we don't want a baby. You can donate those eggs for someone who's, who wants to get pregnant. So you have lots of avenues open. The time is not ticking away. You don't have to worry about getting old and not being able to get pregnant. So it's good to know for it's good to know what your options are. And it also helps us or uh, your gynecologist or your fertility specialist uh, to know what we are dealing with. Say, because remember when we are trying to do the um, egg freezing, what we actually do is that we stimulate the, your ovary artificially so that lots of eggs are produced and lots of them get dominant enough that we can retrieve them or get it from you. To do this, we give you medications to stimulate your ovary. Now, it is very possible that if you have less number of eggs present in ovary, you are gonna need multiple cycles of this um, stimulation because each cycle you may not have enough eggs growing, right? So instead of 20 eggs growing, you may have just five eggs growing per cycle and you may need four cycles to get those 20 eggs right so it's a good uh, it's it's a good test for us as well as for you to know um how many eggs are there uh, depending on the amh level as well as the ultrasound count now let's talk about a second scenario uh, let's say you are very young but you do have a family history of premature menopause or a fertility problem then again, getting this test done early makes sense because this is going to give you an idea about how much time you have and you can be proactive. Either you can get pregnant early and not postpone getting pregnant or you can just do the egg freezing and that way you can concentrate on your life, your career and not to worry about um, infertility later because you can always use those eggs later in life to get pregnant now third scenario will be you're older and you know that you know as our age increases the fertility rate declines right now just just because getting you older does not mean you cannot get pregnant but it just means that you're gonna need some help now, AMH level will help you understand if you need to get help right away or you can try on your own before investing your time and money in the um, fertility treatment. Now, fertility treatments have advanced so much in last 10 years or so. You know, if you are not ovulating, we can give you medications to make you ovulate and help you get pregnant. Um, if there is a problem, if there, if there are good amount of eggs and a sperm count is good, but you're still not getting pregnant, we can help you with a procedure called IUI or intrauterine insemination as well as IVF. If there are no eggs left, 
then there is a donor egg as well as a donor embryo program uh, which can help you carry pregnancy now again amh levels help in um, in managing or planning this fertility treatment because say if you have a low or ultra low levels of amh and then we order another test called fsh which i talked to you about earlier um, in this podcast now l- low levels of amh and a very high level of fsh suggest that your ovary has not have any um, eggs left and your brain is trying to stimulate and stimulate and stimulate your ovary but your ovary is not responding because there are no eggs left and that's why your FSH levels are high. So this shows that even if we give you any treatment, it's not going to be successful. So in these scenarios, we want you, we counsel you, we talk about either a donor egg or a donor embryo program for you to be able to carry the pregnancy or even adoption of a child. You know, so on the surface, this AMH test looks like a very simple blood test, but it should never be done without a goal as well as um, a plan for the future. You just don't get a test because you're just curious and want to know. Say the test is normal, you're going to be okay for a while, but what if it is abnormal? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and wait and and worry for the rest of your life and say, oh my God, I can't get pregnant because my levels were low? No, I don't want you to go through that because you had the blood test done. Life is stressful as it is. My goodness, why do you want to add another stress? I want you to get this test done because you have a plan, you have a goal in mind, and you know you're going to take steps. So it's really important to talk to your gynecologist or your fertility specialist. Figure out what you want before you get this test done. Just don't go go on over-the-counter test or online testing and order it and then then don't know what to do with these results. Because again, I told you just one level is not, is not going to tell you the whole story. It has to be combined with other testing. It should be combined with a, with a planning with your gynecologist. You know, infertility treatment takes a toll on a person. It's very emotional as well as a physical and financial uh, burden on a person. It's not easy. It's expensive. It's mentally taxing. It's, it's, and your body is going to go through a lot of changes, especially when you go on the fertility medications. So do not just go and order, start ordering tests. Do your research. Okay, read about it. Talk to your gynecologist. I know it's very hard to talk about this subject, but you should have that relationship with your gynecologist where you can, you know, you can talk about anything really which bothers you. So please, please make that appointment, get the counseling and talk, and then get the test done. I hope this podcast have helped you understand a little bit more about this test. It's new. I get asked this question a lot, and that's why I decided to do the podcast on this AMH levels. But if you have any more questions about it, please, you can make an appointment, come see me, 
or you can email me on hardersobgyn at gmail.com. You can always reach out to me and message me on Instagram, which is Glam Gyno, or I'll leave a, a comment here too. I would really appreciate that. And if there are any other topics you want me to talk about, please, please email me those topics as well, okay? It was really nice talking to you guys, and I'll talk to you very soon in two weeks. Goodbye.